Hello, and welcome back to Thinking Wealth's podcast, your dynamic investment hub. Uh, I'm here with Alex again. Obviously, I'm French here, and today we thought we'd speak to you about personal finance. Right, Al, where should we start, mate? Yeah, it's a huge topic because we don't get taught this type of stuff at school, do we? Really, it's not uh, no, very little. The uh, the average person, unless you've got like wealthy parents or come from a good background, generally you're not educated in this type of stuff when you leave school. You might do finance at college or edu- economics or something, but it's like a dirty uh, word. It's a dirty topic in some people's households. I know I had yeah. experience of that. Really? Yeah. Like what? Just like the, even the conversation was, you know, almost forbidden. Really? Yeah, like genuinely. That's from. Yeah, that's that's how it how was. How would that for me. play out though? Well, it just wouldn't. Nothing would. Nothing would go anywhere. So yeah. that's how I think I've always been, maybe a little bit different to other members of my family in that respect. Um, maybe that's cultural. Cultural, probably political as well. If I dare, ah. dare say it. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we all went through the schooling system, myself and yourself, at a similar time, and you know, not even like the basics of. Uh, earning money, saving it, investing it. There's nothing like that spoken about. Well, there wasn't when I was at school, and I'm pretty certain it hasn't changed mm. since then. Mm. Or any sort of... I mean, there was business studies, but it was like really basic no, stuff, rubbish. wasn't it? It, was, yeah. it wasn't really like um, promoting entrepreneurship or anything like that. So, yeah. Mm. I think one of the the, the modern pitfalls that we have today is the easiness of being able to acquire things you can't afford by being given credit even at low mm. n- little or no interest rates people uh, sign a, a piece of paper saying they'll have I don't know weeks or months in order to pay for these things mm-hmm. not realising the impact that it's going to have on the cash flow because mm-hmm. essentially the very basic of personal finance is you receive more coming in every month or week than what's going out and people don't contemplate that taking out these uh, consumer debt type products whether there's any interest on there or not seriously affects your cash flow yeah well like sofas and things like that are good examples mm-hmm. aren't they where DFS sale windows like uh, I had a conversation with my father-in-law fairly recently he used to be he used to have his own window and door business mm. um, and he, he, he was speaking to me about that and he managed to get uh, well the company did manage to get a, like a credit line facility at mm. one point and he said, I'm embarrassed about it now a little bit, but I used to go into people's houses and he said, the, do you remember those big Jack Daniel bottles yeah, that people yeah. used to truck the, like, the coppers in and yeah, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. He says, well, what if you only had to put £10 into that Jack Daniel's bottle a week? Would you have your windows? And he used to sell off the back of that, mm. this credit line, the stuff that you're talking mm, about, mm. without realising this £10 was probably going to be spread over... Mm. six, seven, eight years or more. Mm. I mean, it's quite an easy selling it, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I've never yeah, done yeah. sales, but I would imagine it's a lot easier to sell something Yeah, yeah. where you're basically not mentioning the full amount, the £1,000 that it's going to cover over that period of time. Mm. You're just talking about five, ten, fifteen pound here. Short-term there? thinking, and yeah. if you look long-term, yeah, the dynamic changes a lot, don't you? And then I suppose... Going a little bit further ahead of what one of the other topics we'll talk about tonight, what if you put that ten, fifteen pound a week or month, whatever, it, whatever it is, into something that would you know create income mm. or grow an investment, vehicle, an investment, yeah. yeah, something that could compound. Mm. 
But I think that's just society the way it's gone. The, the the need for young people in particular to have it now, have, have everything immediately. And that ain't just buying stuff. That's like information. We need the information now. We can't put in the hard work in order to get it. We can just get it automatically on Google or wherever. And, yeah. and that's bled out into the personal finance yeah. industry. Even to the point where my, my, my lad, my eldest will go, he'll ask me a question, I won't know the answer to it. And he'll go, oh, just Google it then, Dad. Yeah, yeah. That's the generation. And he's right in a sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he says to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Dad, just Google it then. And yeah. he's like seven years old. I know. It's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. But but, but on the context of, of people's personal wealth, by getting into all these, uh, by having the accessibility to be able to do these, it's, it's putting so many people underwater. And... Uh, Credit cards, the, the demand has been there for credit cards, personal loans, yep. all these things. And people have been able to get away with it in the past because of rising house prices and everything. They've been able to Good mortgage point, yeah. the houses up and, and things like that. In October, that but, way, right? Yeah, but in 2008, as a good example, is when the shit hit the fan and people couldn't refinance anymore. They got left with property prices below the, the mortgage debt and they got uh, consumer debt they couldn't pay back anymore. Yeah. And lost the jobs. And I don't think we're too far away from something similar to that, to be honest. I can't see it being more than a couple of years, but I have been saying that for the last couple of years, so... Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose I hate using the term, but the way that we're behaving financially as a country is unprecedented, isn't it? The way that we're printing money. That's one of the things, yeah. yeah. So there's, that's probably a good reason they're sort of putting a plaster on it, so to speak, aren't they? And mm. if they hadn't have done done so maybe the uh, the deck of cards will have uh, would have fallen over by now yeah quantitative easing which is to say the printing of money or currency not money because it's definitely not money that's a different topic we can touch on in the future but the currency that they're printing is becoming worth less and less with every single penny that every single pound every single dollar that they print every single euro it's all it's all into interconnected and interlinked and uh the European Central Banks and the uh, Bank of England and the US uh, Federal Reserve over in the US, they've got far too much power. The centralised system has got far too much power to dictate things. I understand that it was there for to, to stabilise the, the economies, but we've come to a point now, human development has come to a point where it seemingly wants to become decentralised. This is where crypto is coming in. Um, like pri- you know, personal banking rather than being having to log into Lloyd's, you log into your own wallet yeah. online. Things yeah. are going more decentralised, individualistic rather than having centralised banking institutions who can print trillions to get out of a problem. And we said this the other day, didn't we? With a crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like a the, crypto crash. Like 60, 70, 80% crypto crash. They didn't need to print do- those uh, trillions of dollars to bail people out. The market took the pain. Yeah, and, and that same very day, we had a Nexo account, which we'd got set up, um, and we'd got a nationwide account, uh, which, which which was my personal account, which performed horrendously. And the, the Nexo account, albeit slow for, for, for that type, I mean, they generally work pretty much instantaneously, don't mm, they? Mm. Um, but you could see already that the massive shift there, that Nexo was, although it had its slower moment, it was still like 
so much quicker than your traditional building society stroke bank. Yeah. And I think that in itself is probably backs up what you're saying there. Mm. How and things are moving, how things are changing. And you had to get onto Nationwide for half an hour, day, yeah? Yeah. More than that to try and get the money out. <laughs> so And you said you said play your face, didn't you? Which I would have done anyway. Mm. And uh, I forgot to tell you they've given me twenty five pounds back. Have they? Yeah. There you go. I probably owe you. You sound te- like Martin Lewis. <laughs> you know, he sits on television and tells everyone to skimp like tenor and that. They, like went, him, they said, they said um, uh, it could have potentially have been more, but we've met this, we've met that. Because you know, like when you do a transfer or a payment, it says it takes two hours to get mm. to, your, to, the, to its destination. Mm. They said, oh, Mr. French, it still reached its destination within two hours. So uh, the £25 is as much as we can do, and that's just a goodwill gesture. Well, so there you go. I it's better you, than nothing. I owe you a bit of money for that 0800 uh, phone call that I made to him, don't I? For about half an hour. Yeah, yeah, you do actually. <laughs> Probably more than a tenner, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, back to it. We've got, with all this money printing from the centralised banking systems and stuff, inevitably, in the long term, that'll cause uh, inflation over periods. Um, the price of everything goes up in relation to the wages and uh, the, the purchasing power of the individual currencies is it has to go down it can't be any other way <clears throat> and uh that the old it's all they always use a freddo don't they as an example in yeah. the uk it's yeah. like it used to be five pence when we were at school which is uh, 15 years ago or so and and now it's about 40 50 pence or something for probably, a freddo. probably more depending on where you buy it from yeah and i bought but the, I think the sorry to cut in the the important bit to um, point out there as well, mm-hmm. it, just to use the same uh, analogy, it's not just the cost; it's the size of the Freddo as well. Yeah, yeah. In it, mm-hmm. back in the day, your Freddo would have been a lot bigger than what it is now. So that's another way that inflation's sort of done, so to speak, isn't it? Yeah, they don't. The price doesn't necessarily have to change. It's the, the size or quantity or yeah, yeah. whatever it is that you're buying. Yeah, yeah. And and inflation, uh, we can look at inflation in two ways. Official inflation, which is what government released to us, the public, and real inflation, which is what people actually feel and, and, yeah, and see. And, yeah. You know, because your money in your bank doesn't change necessarily. Uh, you know, £100 stays £100, but what that £100 can purchase becomes a lot less. Uh, and that's what people that th- don't catch on until they start realising, flipping it, the, the the mushrooms I used to buy that have been imported from Spain or whatever are costing me 30% more than what it did this time last year. Yeah. And that's that's the pain point because you don't recognise it when it's not it's sitting in your account. Nothing really changes as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's real inflation, which is an example like that, the Freddos and, and whatever, which has done like hundreds of percents over the last 15 years. The official... Uh, inflation is like yeah three percent a year and it's like come on we need to be realistic here this ain't this ain't happening as as you say it's happening the uk have done what 500 billion printed the us i think is talking about another six trillion they've already done nine so that'd be up to 15 if that happens Mm. and I, i suppose again this this links back to what we said at the start of the podcast which is if you don't understand which there's a good chance that you won't if you don't understand what we're talking about here because you won't have been taught it at school, then people just see, you know, using that example of Joe Biden, people will just say, oh, look at our good old Joe Biden putting another 
$3,000 into my bank account yeah, without yeah. realising what's going on and the effects yeah. that will have. Yeah, if you looked at but the, the amount of money that the currency that got pumped into the economy in the US, and then I think they give everybody $2,000. Yeah. If you worked out the, the, the currency that had been put into the system and the amount that the, the, the citizens actually had, it was like less than half per person of what they should have had. Yeah. I mean, don't quote me on that. Do you have no, research? But it was something like I that. I checked it myself. That's what, that was right. I don't. I can't remember the exact figures, mm. but it was at least half what they took out the Treasury or whatever, what's it called over there? Well, the Fed. The Fed. Mm. Um, yeah. And they'd only given half of what they took out of the Fed to, to the people. Mm. And so God knows where the other half went. It's like a, um, in a way, it's like somewhere. a hidden tax. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, dressed up as a real great positive thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in, in a, a... Short term, I suppose. In a fully functioning economy, re- like, I mean, it's difficult to say because we've never actually had it, have we? But if you look at like Bitcoin, for example, where that can't go over a certain amount of currency... Uh, it's not deflationary in the sense that it comes down, but it's fixed, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas Ethereum can actually start to come down now, apparently. Oh, can it? On the, uh, soon, it's going to start burning them, aren't they? All right. So yeah, that's a bit maybe a bit of a complicated topic for this, but it's interesting to to see anyway. Yeah. And then we can move on to tax at this point because a lot of people work thirty forty percent of the year for the government, and. Uh, if you look at Robert Kiyosaki's work, once again, it's quite basic. There's a lot of flaws in it and everything, but the very basic principle is being an employee, working for people, you have no choice but to pay income tax straight out of your wages. And uh, although it works for a lot of people, the vast majority of people really, mm-hmm. you have no power. You've got no say in anything that's going on there at all, have you? Yeah. To give it a different slant as well. We've just had um, we've just had a bank holiday over in this country, and and I'm not you know this is this is each their own like you just said people work and that's fine, mm-hmm. but you can see like the people that are freer in themselves are the ones that don't need to go and get shit faced on the Sunday before <laughs> a bank holiday Monday mm. because they're not bothered about what they're going back to on the Tuesday mm. because they're already in control of their own. Finances, which is what we're talking about. They're already in control of their own time. Um, but, yeah, we've bred this culture, haven't we? I mean, it, it starts from school, I think, doesn't it, where, you know, you do what you're told at school and then you do, you do what you're told in a job, generally speaking, mm. depending on the job and where you get to. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's, I suppose, a different, slightly different slant on that, what we're talking about there. Mm. Looking at the tax rates here, this is the UK, so if you're not in the UK, you know... Check it out for yourself, but uh, you get twelve and a half grand tax free. Then your basic rate tax payer is between twelve and a half and fifty thousand pound, and then you go into higher rate, which is between fifty and one hundred and fifty, and then anything above one hundred and fifty grand, you're paying forty five percent. So twenty percent, forty percent, and above one hundred and fifty grand, forty five percent in tax. So if you're earning 150 grand, that's obviously a very good job. If you're working for someone and earning that, that's a good job. Uh, you're paying a lot of money there. You're probably working until April for no money. 
basically. Um, obviously, if you if you're self-employed, there are tax benefits to that where you can offset a lot of expenditure as a business expense. We have to be careful what we say here because the HMRC and whatever might come smacking bums. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then obviously there's other benefits for being business owner, large business owners. There's more tax breaks for that because you're actually assisting the economy and employing people and everything. So the bigger you get, generally speaking, the bigger tax breaks the business can get. Um, but as a director of the company now, I think you can only take the first two and a half grand of director's income, uh, a dividend. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously speak to an accountant if you're if you're thinking about setting yourself up. But there are tax benefits to being self-employed. Over you can also employed. obviously invest those profits as well, instead yeah. of taking it out as a profit mm-hmm. and you know put you know taking it out as, an, as some form of income. And you put it which, on the company balance sheet. Yeah, which mm-hmm. again can help you grow as a business or what have you. So yeah, the, you're definitely more flexibility, isn't there, within one of those bands, yeah. self-employed or yeah, business owner. Yeah, but it all boils down to cash in, uh, less cash out, and the more you can keep in, uh, the wealthier you become. You invest it wisely, you invest it properly, yeah. you have a long-term vision rather than just trying to make quick book. Mm-hmm. You generally do well over a decade or so. You can do more than a lot of people doing 30, 40, 50 years of, of work. And that ain't to disrespect that, because that's essentially the backbone of society. But what we're talking about isn't for the backbone of society. It's for the people who are trying to kick on and create something for themselves. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, yeah that, again, I don't know why, but there seems to be... I don't want to go political with this, to be honest, but mm. there's people that seem to... I don't know. I don't know if it's envy or what, but you seem to get judged, don't you, by a certain part of society if you've done well. And, like, I mean, like I say, I don't want to get political, but there's people that will say, well, those people deserve to pay 45% tax. Well, they should do it. Because they earn yeah. the money. Well, hold on. You don't know what they've gone through in the first place to yeah. get there. How yeah. many times they've failed, you know, how many times they've started again. You know, there's a lot in there. Blood, sweat and tears can go into some of it. And, uh, yeah, for people to throw those sorts of comments out there are quite frustrating, to mm. say the least. It's a mindset, though, man, because it, it, yeah. if those people were earning 150 grand a year, they'd be very frustrated if they were paying that much tax. Generally speaking, you wouldn't be earning that and moaning about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Yeah, I'm sure they would be. So you have the big, massive organisations like Amazon and everything... And I understand the ethical problem or debate. It's not a problem, but the ethical debate about tax with them. Yeah, but look how many people they employ. Look how much many. Yeah. Look how much money is coming into the economy based on what they mm. produce and, and, and you know the service they offer. Yeah. Um, who else managed to create something where you could order it tomorrow? Today it's there tomorrow. Madness. You've got drivers earning decent money. You've got people in warehouses who don't want to do anything but work in a warehouse. They've got a job. Mm-hmm. And, and we, and I don't moan, but a lot of people then moan and go, well, Amazon aren't paying their fair share of tax. I'm going, I'm thinking if I'm the leader of the country, I'd say to Jeff, Jeff, you don't pay any tax at all. You can put everything you've got in this country. Yeah, just to secure work, jobs, mm-hmm. etc., which then obviously gets pumped back into the economy, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's a capitalistic model, but that's just what we're in, isn't it? That, it's it, 
I can't see any other political... I'm going to be political here again, but I can't see any other ideology, mm. societal ideology, to actually create wealth for more people than capitalism, a free market capitalism, which we don't have. We have heavily regulated capitalism. But it's, it's proven time and time again. Look at the US. Until the last 30, 40 years, the US flourished. Yeah. And that's where, we are. in my opinion, we need to get back to. We've got savings rates. Let's talk a little bit about savings rates here. We've got a couple up. Top pick savings accounts. Atom Bank. I've never dealt with them, to be fair. 0.5%. Chip. I don't know, Chip. 1.25. Shawbrook, 0.72. Um, Zopa, that's a crowdfunding platform, I think. 1.11. And you've got to tie that up for three years. I wonder what they're doing with it. They lend it, <laughs> they lend it out for 3 or 4%, don't they? Exactly. Um, they're daft, are they? No, not at all. I mean, uh, anyone who's listening to this and you've got money tied up in these accounts, I'm happy to triple these returns that you're getting. I'll triple them and we'll create some legal uh, loan document. We'll go to solicitors if you're happy to do that. We'll all go to the solicitor together and we'll draw up a contract and I'll pay you triple the interest you're earning at these savings accounts. Not a problem. The opportunity's there for people in it. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, and I do think people are wising up to this as well now, aren't they? I mean, there's still, don't get me wrong, there's still the vast majority of people that are quite happily putting, I don't know, £200 into a saving, savings account each month without realising, again, what we touched on earlier, sort of rates of inflation and whatever. You... you You'd losing money still, ain't you? Mm. You're still losing money. Mm. Inflation's higher than savings yeah, accounts. It's higher, so you're losing money. I've got mates still now. I mean, <clears throat> she won't mention the guy's name, but he he lives at home still. Um, earns earns some money. Works in the family business, and I'm sure he's. I, th- I think the most he does with it, he puts some 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 of that money into an ISA. Um, but that's about it. You know, mm. there's so much opportunity out there. Yeah. Now, I mean, crossing back over to what we were talking about earlier about people like putting the hard yards into to maybe create a business and earn decent income. You know, it's 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 a similar sort of scenario. You know, you've got people earning a fortune who've got the same set of opportunities in front of them that are just deciding to, I don't know, doing something different. That's fine. Play mm. it safe or, mm. or or what have you. Mm. Um. But there's no excuse these days, is there? You know, there's so much opportunity out there to learn something. You can learn whatever on YouTube, to a point. You know, there's so much opportunity out there now, isn't there? You never be more. And that, but then again, I'm sorry for going political. But then you have certain people suggest or come out with things that oh, such a shame for the youth of today. I mean, what they're going to do? What's, mm. what's going to happen? Yeah. And I'm like, well. I don't know whether you're looking at this from the right place and whether you're coming from the right angle here. Because mm. I see that there's never been so much opportunity. It's a mindset though, isn't it? Again, yeah, it comes back to that, doesn't it? Mm. Sorry, I'm rabbiting on. What have we got here? Uh, no, it's just uh, looking at different savings accounts. You've got fixed-rate bonds and everything. The highest one I can see here is 3%, which is a child savings account. Mm. And you have to tie that up until he's 18. So... Yeah, they're pretty useless, really. 
pretty useless. Um, you can. We will go through this in our, uh, pro, our platform. We can get 12% easily on uh, even Nexo, what you mentioned earlier. That's paying 12% on the British pound uh, because it's new tech. And, you know, you don't have to go through centralised banks. There isn't people's wages that they need to pay or anything. It's, you know, probably, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm assuming the team is, is minuscule. It probably fits in a couple of rooms. Yeah. So there's low overheads. They can pay high interest rates on, on, on savings. You can get it out when you want. Uh, you can put it into cryptocurrency. You can withdraw it into your bank whenever you want. The world's changing rapidly. And personal finance, that's changing rapidly too. Um, so that's why we're trying to we, we're growing with you sort of we, we don't know all the ins and outs of everything we're sort of learning as we go along aren't we yeah let's talk about um, compound interest <clears throat> because that's what uh, Einstein apparently said that the eighth wonder of the world get is the uh, get the classic um, scenario up. I think you start with a penny oh yeah and it doubles over time and at the end of the month it's like something ridiculous isn't it yeah, I think so that's I think that's the uh, classic so there's yeah there's a classic thing so it says would you rather take a million pound today or dollars today or, yeah. or a penny doubled every day for 30 days that was it that's the one I was trying to think of yeah and I said without looking at the exact figures it's it's something along the lines of 10 times as much or something yeah oh there you go by day 30 you'd have 5 million Pound, just over five million pound if you doubled a penny every day. Whereas you'd have only earn a million if you took the short term. Yeah. Uh, you know, there you go. That's a, a, an idea of a compound interest. But to give it a more realistic idea here, um, if you put ten thousand pound into a, a savings account, if you could get five percent a year, uh, paid yearly you'd end up with £16,470. That's 5% per annum over 10 years. Now, if you could ramp that up to 10%, you'd be up to 27000 over the 10 years. So you see that, that extra 5% is a huge jump. Uh, you've earned £17,000 in interest there just from leaving it in a savings account, paying 10%. Now, Obviously, savings accounts aren't paying 10%, so that isn't realistic at the moment. But there are investment vehicles, real estate, what we talk about quite a lot. Uh, cryptocurrency at the moment, you'll make more than 10%, sometimes in an hour, some of the things that are going on, but you'll also lose 20, 30 if you don't know what you're doing as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, obviously, be careful with that. We do go through that as well. Um, but if you can get it into, if you can get into the habit of investing properly and learning how to utilize debt to buy assets rather than debt to buy consumer nonsense like shoes and shit and cars. If you can start like, I only buy investment real estate if it's just 33% of my money. Yeah. Otherwise I don't buy it. Now 33%, if you get 10,000 pound at 33% over 10 years, you're up to 260 grand over 10 years. So you see how the long-term thinking plays a huge yeah, it's role, doesn't it? It's huge, yeah. Absolutely so, massive. Compounded interest, as I, uh, Albert Einstein said, is the eighth wonder of the world. And uh, it's, it really is an incredible Did you forget how many thing. wonders of the world? The there seven, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. there you go. Little pause there. Yeah. And it's exponential. <laughs> like the penny doubled every day. You don't really notice it until like day 13, 14. Yeah, and that's right. when it really starts Ramps ramping up. up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's so, a great way of... It is, sort isn't of it? visualising it for the mind, isn't it? To so if you like, I don't know, let's say you're I don't know, 35 years old 
Steady on. Why? 31. You're 35, are you? 31. Oh, I was only joking. No, I'm saying the person. If the okay. person listening to this is 35 years old, for example, by the time you're 45, if you've invested well, you could be living off a decent income off that of, let's say you even do, I don't know, you earn 12% in, in off Nexo, you're worth 12%. You're up to like 30 odd grand a year there. It's mental, isn't it, though? Just off investing properly for a 10 year period yeah. the, the problem is human psychology wants everything like this and they haven't got the patience to wait the 10 years that they want it within 12 months they see everybody else who've done the 10 years yeah they're looking at their results going I want that now I want that now I want that now and they're not prepared to put in the effort to do that now we don't know what, how the world's going to look in the next 10 years do we we've got no idea but Figures don't change. Facts don't change. That's just the reality of what happens if you do if you invest properly. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. What, I mean what do you think? Yeah, I mean you mentioned the Nexo thing earlier. I mean, we've just had a look at savings accounts, haven't we? Like you've just mentioned one point one one percent. Um we've got a Nexo account which is paying to, I think it's twelve percent, isn't it? On, on the pound, uh, yeah. On the pound, yeah. You know, so even that in itself is a massive uplift. Just through opening an account, which took five minutes, well, including say, all say your, ten minutes at the most. Including all your KYC, that was. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. No, like, piddling about, waiting for something something to come through the post or what have you. It was done. Money transferred over, and yeah. You know, another real-life example of, you know, our experience of the changing times with personal finance. So, yeah, it's massive, and... Uh, yeah, again, going back to what we said at the start, if only these sorts of things were being taught in school so everybody could understand them, mm. you know, we wouldn't be in such a mess. Mm. You mentioned consumer debt earlier. You know, that's going to have yeah. no doubt gone through the roof over recent times as well with the scenario of, you know, of the world of, you know, of the world of what we live in at the moment. So compound yeah. interest works both ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get the reverse as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you just keep spending more than that, what you're bringing in, yeah. If you're earning a million pound a year in income and you're spending two, <laughs> you're gonna go broke. Completely irrelevant. The wealthy. When I say the wealthy, I'm talking tens of millions of pounds. Really, these people realise that it's what you keep. It's not what you make. They've obviously made a lot to get to that point, or they've been they've chose their parents well or whatever <laughs> but if you're earning that much money you're going to be paying a lot of tax unless you move it offshore uh, you know that's another dirty thing that people don't like to get involved with the reality is a lot of these people don't feel like they should be paying tens of million pounds of tax I sit here now and go I couldn't agree with you more Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you should be paying tens of million, as particularly when they can just print five hundred billion of currency and like that. Why should we? Yeah, yeah. It makes it seem completely. Well, it, it doesn't make it seem. It, it it's making a scenario where it's becoming completely worthless. So, like you say, if, if it's as easy as that, just to press a button and, wham, there's another lot of mm-hmm. dollar or, you know, sterling, whatever it is. Then yeah, like you say, it makes you think. Why? Why am I doing this? Why am I contributing so much? Mm-hmm. Try to do. Well, yeah, I mean, people have a different opinion, won't they? People like to, the, uh, what's the turn of phrase that's been used commonly recently about uh, virtue signalling? Oh. 
people like to go, oh, yeah, but I like to contribute. I, I, I love paying my taxes because it means this, 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 this and this and this. Which I get to a point, but when you factor in the other things that we've just been speaking about, I'm not so sure anymore. Mm. <laughs> I'm not so sure anymore. And like you've, also, you've already said, if those people were earning this amount of money and were paying this amount of tax, not everybody, but I'm sure a lot of people would be pissed off with it. Yeah. I'm almost certain. Mm. Of course. But percentage percentage wise, you I mean corporation tax, that's another one. Is that that, I think that's at twenty percent now in the UK. Uh yeah. nineteen percent. Um but I think that's gonna creep up with the COVID thing as well. Yeah. So they've printed all this money to keep us afloat. Well, it's and it's our money, and it'll be us that's paying it back as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just reading this on the Financial Times here. It says, uh, uh, it says mm, the G7 to adopt a global minimum corporate tax rate of 21 percent. Globalism. Like every is that Shock. would that be every corporation has to pay twenty one percent? Do you think? Well, again, it's hard. I suppose it's hard not to get political with some of this because it's all interlinked, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, if that isn't uh, you know a direct example of where life could potentially be going as as a as a movement of globalism, as you just said, they're making um, regulation like that. Worldwide global uh-huh. regulation where every country has to do whatever. Whatever they say. Crazy, isn't it? Dangerous, slippery slope, man. Tell what people vote for, is it? Not at all. Not that. Not at all. I think a good habit for people to get into, back to like pragmatic stuff, is uh, let's say you've got a job, uh, I don't know, 30 grand a year, 35, is that about average 30 grand a year? Is that about right? I don't think it is, mate. I would have thought it's probably... Well, yeah, it probably is, actually. If you factor in the higher wages down south, I would imagine. Yeah, okay. probably say 30,000, yeah. So say 30k. Um, you've, got your, you've got your rent, you've got your mortgages, you've got all these, your bills and whatever. Let's say that that's, what, 50 60% of income? I would have thought so. So let's, let's go with 50 for round figures. Then you've got another 50%. You've got your... What would you call it? Um... Fuck you money. I like to call it fuck you money. Where you go and enjoy yourself a little bit. So yeah. what's that? Ten, twenty percent. What do people? What's average for people? Yeah, I'd have said that. Yeah, ten to twenty percent. Okay, so let's say twenty percent. So that leaves you with thirty percent. What What are you gonna do with that? And then, to me, you could put that into savings, investments, and even with the awful savings accounts, it's better than just pissing it up the wall. At least you start compounding and getting in good habits, which is probably the most important thing. Yeah. Is the psyche behind it. Yeah, yeah. Because you might come into a windfall, you might come into some inheritance or something, mm-hmm. and then you're in a position then to go, right, I've... To act, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Going back again on mindset, you touched on it there about... Um, sorry, earlier, about if you've got... If you earn a million pound and you spend two million pound, mm. well, then you're spending too much money, aren't you? Mm. Quite obviously. And that's why we've had the conversation in the past, and I think it's quite a well-known fact why so many, or a fairly high percentage of lottery winners or people that earn or, sorry, make a lot of money um, go, go broke again. Yeah. 
because they haven't got these fundamentals to fall back on. So whatever it is that they have got, Mm -hmm. they still spend more than what they've got, whether it's 30 grand a year or a few million quid from the National Lottery. People live within the means, don't they? And if someone's won the lottery, never run a business, never invested or anything like that, all they do then is consume. Yeah. Because that's all they've ever done is consume. Yeah. So someone who wins the lottery has just got more money to consume. Yeah. I mean, again, using the Nexo example again, if you put a certain percentage of that windfall into that, earning 12% a year, mm. Mm. you could more than cover a real lavish lifestyle just off the back of your interest. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm, yeah. a, I'm of the belief that anybody can do 10% on the money. Anybody can do it. And uh, even if it's just a few grand, I think you can, even if you just, I don't know, buy some stock and sell it on eBay or something, anything, I, I think people can turn 10% profits mm. on things. Yeah. So if you've got a million quid, you sh- people can live on 100 grand a year, can't they? Bloody hell. I mean, come on. People can live on 30 grand a year, really? Yeah, like liquid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is easy? Absolutely. You know, we do, you know, we're based in the West Midlands. Our lifestyles aren't very lavish, really, are they? <laughs> I mean, I'd be travelling around the world when we were allowed to, but even that, I end up staying in, like, very... Especially if the missus is with me, we end up in fucking mudduts. <laughs> she won't listen. <laughs> if I'm on my own, I end up in, like, some nice five-star resorts. But if I'm in the missus, we end up in um, hostels with backpacks on and that. To get the real experience. Uh, God, yeah. That's a different story altogether. But yeah, man, I've enjoyed talking about that. Fundamentals of... Yeah. Uh, so we could dive into each one for like research it all, really dive in. Couldn't we maybe some of that yeah. content that we put out for free, we can do a lot of that. Yeah, I think this is really good and it, you know, it applies to everybody, doesn't it? Mm. So yeah, maybe that's something we do most moving forward. Subscribe. Uh, to the YouTube channel uh, it's still very new but we need some subs and we need some uh, you know people passing the word around and that and uh, subscribe to the podcast we're on Apple now and all that other good stuff I'll put it in the link in the description below anything you wanted to say? no just thank you I suppose mate isn't it? and uh, yeah we're working away in the background trying to get all this content done and the target is still for the subscription service to be done by the end of June so yeah if you haven't done so already Check out the website, put your email in, no commitments at this stage, and uh, yeah, it'll be good to hear from you. See you later. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.